welcome to the Be Glad movement. My name is Pollyanna and I'm on a mission to bring you as many stories as possible of good coming out of bad and reasons to be glad. In this episode, I'm talking to Kitty Waters, who is a Dharma coach. If you're not familiar with what that is, don't worry, as we'll be covering this off along with Kitty's personal story of good coming out of bad. Kitty's story includes family secrets of chronic depression and attempted suicide. We'll be talking about Kitty's own nervous and emotional breakdown, which she had while living what many of us would consider a successful life. Also, how the use of drugs and alcohol to suppress her emotions were not the answer, and it was the discovery of her own maternal timeline of depression that led her onto a path of self-development, inner fulfillment, and her ultimate awakening to her life's purpose. Listen on if you're interested in learning how to read the messages life sends us and how to use your joy as your compass for a richer and happier life. Kitty Waters, thank you so much for joining me. Well, lovely to be here, Pollyanna. I love that. Good coming out of bad. And that's kind of like one of my mottos in life, actually, that life, you know, always has a silver lining. We just have to be able to look for it. First of all, it's so lovely to be with your audience. Um, I love what you're doing. Uh, It's so important that we share positivity and positive stories. Um, And I would very much say that my story is definitely good coming out of bad. Um, So if you're listening to this and maybe you're not such in a good place, please know that there is hope. Um, my personal story is that I grew up in a household uh, where we had a very big history of depression in our family, Mm. ran down the female side of our family. So my grandmother had bipolar, she was on lithium, she was in and out of um, mental (laughs) institutions. Mm. Um, We also had suicides in our family, but I never knew any of this, Pollyanna. So I kind of grew up in an environment, um, 2.4 children, you know, we went a holiday a couple of times a year. I was very lucky enough, my parents sent me to a private school, um, you know, what I consider to be pretty normal childhood. Um, and then in my 20s, I went into a very kind of got a job in the city, a six figure sort of salary, like 21, 22. Sure. Um, and quite quickly, I ended up having a bit of a nervous breakdown. Right. Um, long story short, I fell in love with my boss. And um, uh, and of course, in my head, what I was doing was wrong because he was actually in a relationship with somebody else. Mm. And uh, I had very black and white thinking and that coupled with not expressing any of my emotions mm. uh, because I was ashamed of what was happening. So I internalized everything, basically led to me having an emotional breakdown. Mm. Um, and that carried on from my, in my 20s. Um, I was using drugs and alcohol because I didn't know how to express my emotions. If I got upset, I just felt terrible and how I would um, blow off steam was literally to go down a pub and get drunk Mm. Um, and I grew up in a household of do not cry do not express your emotions emotions are weak um, very stiff British upper lip and we were you know I knew I was kind of looked at what was going wrong I didn't look to what we got was going right I hadn't been taught to look to be you know to look at what was going well Um, so my 20s are very, very turbulent. And then at the age of 28, I had a um, spiritual awakening. Um, and this is where I think we, we, we can get onto the, the bad becoming good. Yeah. Um, just to clarify, though, you know, mm. from an outsider looking in, you 
were in a good position. You've had a lovely childhood and mm. an amazing job in the city and you're doing well for yourself. But that's a different type of success, isn't it? But sorry, I'll, I'll let you carry on. To- but wonderful. Absolutely. Really valid point. Because, you know, if you looked externally at me, you know, I had a great job, great salary, good friends. Um, I should have been really happy, but I wasn't deep down. And, and we'll come on to you know, the reasons I think there's a, there's a few layers to this, if you see what I mean. Um, I, I realize now that because I bottled all my emotions up and because I didn't let them, like we're energetic beings, you know, we are very powerful energetic beings, but when we do not express our emotions, when we don't do not feel our feelings, when we push them away, when we bottle up our emotions, um, they have to go somewhere. Um, and of course they go internal. And in my case, they, literally brought down my emotional vibrational state so i got more and more and more and more more depressed Um, and my release was essentially drugs and alcohol the only way i could disconnect from what i was feeling and feel some type of you know pleasure Mm. um but at the age of 28 was a spiritual awakening for me Um, my mum was suffering very bad postnatal depression and um i got a phone call one day sorry not postnatal it was almost like um like hormonal, uh, she was going into her um, menopause. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she'd suffered with postnatal depression when I was younger, and then she'd had hormonal depression for the menopause. And um, I got a phone call one day to say she'd gone missing. Okay. And um, phone call from my dad, you know, she'd gone missing, she'd gone to see a friend, but she'd never turned up. And um, my boyfriend at the time was a paramedic and he was on a day off. Um, you know, there's no coincidences in life. And I remember saying to him, I'm really sorry, Dan, but we've got, got to go. And, you know, he was off on his day off, you know, tired, but obviously he knew we had to. So we went, we picked up my sister. We drove from London down to the suburbs in Kingston. And when I got to my house, my um, dad was standing in the living room with a policeman. Right. Policeman's clutching a suicide note. And, um, he basically said to my dad, you know, and myself, has your mum ever tried to do anything like this before? She tried to kill herself before. Yeah. And I said, no. <laughs> and my dad said, yes. Okay. Um, and at that point, I found out about the family history I told you about. Right. So my dad then told me, told the policeman and told me at the same time about the family history, down, running down my mother's side, my grandmother, and of course, I'd been suffering myself for at least eight years by that stage. And mm-hmm. it was like my whole world shattered. You know, it was a kind of paradigm. Like the way mm-hmm. I describe it, it was like being in a film. I didn't recognize my own life. You know, what mm-hmm. I thought was my own life wasn't my own life. Okay. Um, so it's part of me that when you were telling that part of the story, I was thinking, now, was that gonna, is this going to be a massive relief for you because suddenly it makes sense or is it going to be devastating? But you felt shattered at the time. You didn't think, oh, crikey, wow, this is why. Because sometimes, do you know what I mean, when you're poorly and then you get yeah. the diagnosis, it, you almost feel a little bit better because you know what it is you're dealing with. But for you, you, you are a massive revelation, really, yeah. It was kind of like free-falling through it's really weird to describe it it was literally like my paradigm burst everything I believed to be true about my life just literally disappeared in front of my eyes but of course the task in hand was to find my mum so I really couldn't even process what was happening because mm-hmm. my brain's going oh my god I never knew any of this stuff but at the same time I'm like well where's my mum she's vanished she's disappeared yeah. so um 
you know, this is the benefit of hindsight of now putting all this stuff together, but we went to look for her and um, the sort of spiritual awakening was the fact that we went to look for her and there's a huge expanse of woods at the back of my parents' house and you can turn left and you can turn right. And, you know, my sister was saying, well, where do we go? You know, she, we knew she'd gone somewhere. She hadn't, she hadn't got to where she's supposed to go. We knew she was in the woods somewhere. Mm. And at that point, uh, Polly, I got a voice in my head basically say to me, turn right. Right. And my sister said, and I said, I'm being told to turn right. And my sister said, well, how do you know we turn right? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just being told to, you know. Yeah. Um, and the voice guided me basically to where my mum had taken an overdose. Oh um, I feel so, in my shivering as you're saying. Yeah. This. I can feel all my skin tingling. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I've got the tingles, tingles too. Um, and I think this is where the, the good well get on to the good that comes out of the bad but you know luckily for me she hadn't fallen in the in water she she had overdosed but she hadn't she could have fallen in the river and then she mm. would have died um but she was okay my boyfriend at the time gave her the sternum rub i ran for the ambulance and i remember running i smoked i drank i was overweight i was miserable i was unhappy but i remember having a conversation with whoever had mm. just spoken to me and whoever was up there that i would um, not only if they helped my mum, I'd help other people and I'd help myself and I'd get myself out of this situation and I'd make turn my life around. Um, and, you know, I'm pleased to report that my mum was okay. She came round and she kind of, you know, started to piece her life together through CBT, through counselling. Um, but that effect had a massive impact on me. You know, how, how was I, somebody communicating with me? What was happening? Um, and it woke me up, you know, I was living quite a hedonistic lifestyle, unhappy hedonistic lifestyle, but I then went down a very big personal development and spiritual rabbit hole. Um, and you know, it's led me to the work that I now do today, which is obviously basically, uh, it's almost like my whole life experience. I've lived through chronic depression and anxiety and nervous breakdown. And I've now taken my life to you know, I feel very blessed to be doing what I do. I teach others about how to find their purpose. Yeah. Um, call myself a Dharma coach. Um, and actually it's almost like my whole life has sort of led me to this point. Um, and I, I now teach others that, you know, you may be going through that dark period of your life now. Um, but when you come, as you work through it, you know, you will know the good that comes out of it. So for me now, because I've been there, I know how to take somebody from that place. I know how to turn them around. I know where they, how they're feeling. I know I can have empathy for them because I've been there, literally was floating out of my body at times. Um, but it gives me a real insight how to help others. Yeah. Um, and quite often what can happen is, um, you know, I, I, I believe anyway, this is my kind of synopsis, having gone through this myself, but when we're depressed, we're out of alignment with ourselves mm-hmm. you know we're not we're not the person that we wanted to be um we're not doing the thing that we're supposed to be doing we're not listening to our body we're not listening to the signs and signals that the universe tells us yeah. and actually by reconnecting to our purpose and why we're on the planet and what we love we can shift ourselves out of these sort of lower level emotional vibrational states yeah i mean i know um from my own personal experience that when i'm stressed out i feel it in in my lower back i get really bad back pain and um 
just before I left my last proper job, if you like, I, I was getting severe back pain and I, I, it really, the, the tension and the, just because I was, like you say, not in alignment with the work that I was doing, just what didn't sit well with me. Mm. Um, and it really sort of manifested itself in, in my back. But I'm interested to know, because I know you obviously had to go on that spiritual journey. Um, you know, what, what came first and how long did it take before you found I mean, for me, the, the word Dharma, and I'm sure for a lot of people listening, is, is a brand new word. So how did you sort of go from finding your mum, making that promise to this spiritual being that had helped you? And then, um, you know, what was the journey? Tell us about the journey. Yeah, sure. Well, it, it wasn't overnight by any stretch of the imagination. Sure. Um, uh, again, you know, if you're listening to this and you've, you're in that place that I described, please go find help. Um, go talk to somebody, go find a community. Um, please know that, that there is, um, there's always a way out of this. You know, for me, my environment was very, um, I'd built an environment of work hard, play hard. So everybody I knew was going out and doing drugs or, or, you know, drinking. And, and that was all I knew. I didn't know anybody who did anything else. Um, mm-hmm. And well, the first thing I had to do was shift my environment you know, we were a product of our environments. So um, I started to sort of hang out with people that didn't drink all the time at weekends. And I started to go to personal development seminars. Um, I started to read books. I started to read, you know, the classic Louise Hayes. Um, I had counseling. Um, I started to sort of climb out of the hole, actually. Um, and, you know, gratitude was something that was taught to me. I know it's something that you're very... Um, a real advocate of, and I'm totally with you. Um, and, and I actually, I would say, used a kind of gratitude ladder to climb my way out of what was happening. Um, I had conditioned, you know, I think growing up in a household that has um, family that are very depressed, you know, that they, they, my family had a way of looking at life, what was always going wrong? What was wrong with life? What, you know, and um, the gratitude process that I started to learn and adopt, I did on a daily basis. And slowly but surely, it shifts you. Right. Um, so there's, you know, incremental things that you can do. Look at your environment. Look at who you're hanging around with. Are they positive? Are they negative? Do they bring you down? Are they go- a good um, influence? You know, if they're drinking and doing all sorts of things, you know, you are a product of your environment. Yeah. Um, and then look at who you put yourself around or, or who you're hanging out with because it will really influence you. So I, I just started to do that, basically, climb, climb out of the hole that I put myself in probably for about three, four, five years because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, mm-hmm. if you're in an environment where it's toxic, you've got to really break down those barriers. Um, and then I um, literally trained in every personal development um, genre I could get my hands on I did all the Tony Robbins stuff I did four years of landmark education um and I really then got onto the more spiritual side of things um and then this sort of premise and subject of dharma came into my life and um for those listening the word dharma is a um word used in 18 different Indian languages and um it essentially means the path of right action for the individual and for humanity Mm. so um again what if we break that down you know what they talk about in the dharmic texts is that there's seven and a half billion people on the planet but there's only one you and 
all of us are completely unique and actually our job when we come to earth is to find and uncover what it is that we love what it is that we are uniquely good at go towards that and then help and serve other people with that skill and gift mm-hmm. um and i when i started to learn about dharma i saw my life through a kind of dharmic lens and i could see like when i was very depressed I wasn't listening to my body, to my mind, to my spirit. So Polly, you talked about how your back almost was giving you a missed message. Yeah. My depression was giving me a message, but I didn't listen to it. Mm. You know, um, once you understand the concept of Dharma, messages come in four gateways, your mind, your body. So you described how you got back pain. Mm-hmm. That is coming from the body, your spirit and your emotions. And of course I wasn't processing my emotions. I wasn't, f- so um when i started to understand the concept of dharma i literally looked at my whole life and thought oh my god i get it (laughs) i get how this works and we have an internal sat nav and we have an internal compass but none of us have been taught how to follow it um so my work now is to show people how to basically um not only find and follow their purpose and create their dream life but help and serve other people which we so need because obviously the place that the planet's in at the moment, you know, it really needs everybody to own their part in healing the planet. Yeah. Yeah. That's such an important message for, for the here and now. Definitely. Um, I'm really interested because I know you run courses. So, I mean, tell us a little bit about that. I, I'd love to know. So say if, if me or one of the listeners wanted to come along to one of your courses, tell us about it. How long is it? What, what happens? Uh, you know, Oh, thank you. Well, it's called Do Your Dharma. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be honest, I created it because I wish it would have been available 10 years ago, you know, when I was suffering. Um, But it's for anybody who feels a bit stuck. So, you know, it could be someone like I described like myself, anxious and depressed, but it could be someone who feels a little bit frustrated in their life um, and they want to go to the next level and that they don't know how to do that. You know, um, if you think about how, if you're going to take your body to the next level, you probably get a personal trainer, but sure. where, but where do we have like, an environment, a community where we can create our dream lives? Mm. So what we've done with Do Your Dharma is we've created a community, predominantly women. I do have some men is in, in it as well. Mm. Um, but our focus is I teach you about the concept of Dharma and I teach you how to understand the laws of the universe. Um, and then we help you uncover your purpose discover you know who who you are and why you're here Uh, we create a vision for your life and then through the tools you've learned in do do your dharma we teach you how to stay in flow um so we teach you how to basically let let flow and synchronicity become your norm uh, and let universal energy support you um and then you have a community of people who are like-minded um who are looking to create their dream lives and it's amazing what can happen um, with a group energy it's very powerful yeah I must admit I've, I've become a lot more aware of my own learning style and I prefer to be in a group setting with other people I, and I definitely feed off of other people's energy as well which doesn't bode well for a military wife that ends up on her own a lot of the time but I it's one of those things that I've become a lot more conscious of um one of the things that sort of springs to mind for me I know that I'm very aware that I should be doing a little bit more art and design because I do you talk mm. about flow just then I know that when I'm painting I am in my element and I love doing that but there are so many things that I want to do and I almost imagine that there are other things I don't even know about that I also 
would probably really love doing too. How do you, I guess, it, I know, I won't say I guess, I'll say, I'll let you tell me. How do you let someone um, sort of work through that? Because I imagine it might make some people anxious when I'm doing this and I know I like that, but what if I should be doing something completely different and I just don't know it yet? How do you help someone like that? Well, the first thing that we do is we take you through a process to understand yourself at a deeper level. Right. Um, so once, because I think a lot of us have been taught that we should be good at everything. Mm. Um, and actually what we do is we really hone in on what your genius zone is. Okay. So when you get really clear on your genius zone and where you should be working and how you should be operating, the vision becomes so much clearer. Right. So it kind of knocks out all the maybes and you get really clear on the ah that's you know so for example with me um i love to do this you know mm -hmm. i'm very i love to sort of connect and meet people and and i now have designed all my businesses around all the bits that are in my genius zone so i now just do the bits that i really really enjoy and then i outsource the rest um, but all of that is like a process that you have to go through. So you kind of, when you come onto the course, the, the first two weeks, we really hone you down on what it is that you're uh, uniquely gifted in and you're really passionate about. Um, and then from that, it's kind of a natural evolution that you create the vision that you're going to be stepping into. Yeah. And I love that word evolution as well, because I think um, we live in a society now where we expect a quick fix, you know, or we expect instant gratification. And um, I personally, going back to another creative thing, actually, my husband bought me a, um, an upholstery course for a week. And it was brilliant because I'd had this little chair that I'd wanted to be re-upholstered for ages. And of course I could have paid for someone to do it. But the process of me actually doing it, that I had to strip it back, that I had to build up each layer and, and look at it at, at each level. And I appreciate that chair so much more now than I probably would have if I had handed it over to somebody else to do for me, you know. Um, so that process and trusting the process and going through each element gives you a lot more satisfaction in the long run doesn't it i, I love that analogy because i think you get deep deeper connected to yourself so you get yourself at a deeper level mm. and it enables you then to go forward with more insight because you have an uh, uh i'll give you an example one of the girls who did my course you know she just um she's a natural empath but she'd never understood what an empath was and she picked up other feet other bodies feelings and emotions and and the process we took her through she suddenly started to realize all this stuff and why and of course once you get the insight what what i always say polly is our oh, course shifts your consciousness you come in at one consciousness level and you come out at another consciousness level it's kind of like a sort of learning curve like that um so it's fascinating to watch people pop, pop up and they you know and once they do that they just have so much more insight into their own lives and how they can, you know, take that forward. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I'm conscious of your Kitty Talks um, uh, banner in the background, yeah, and then we must talk about that because this is the, another thread of um, all the different wonderful things that you do, your podcast. Tell us a little about, a bit about the podcast and the kind of people that you, um, you interview on there. Well, um, my podcast is a really good example of listening to my inner voice and doing my dharma. Um, 
I for a long time didn't listen to the signals as we talked about in this interview and I had a messy business partnership split because I wasn't listening to the signals mm -hmm. um, and when I came out I decided you know what I'm going to listen to my inner voice and I'm not going to do things because I think society wants me to or I think I should do them I'm finally going to do what I want to do mm -hmm. um, and so after um, that messy business partnership split I went on holiday with my husband and I just got this idea. My inner voice started talking to me and it was about um, sharing a bit like yourself, you know, sharing inspirational stories mm -hmm. um, of people who have turned their lives around and now had found their passion and purpose and were serving and influencing others. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't really know any more than that. And this is real testament to Dharma. You know, we, clarity comes through engagement, not thought. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the way I describe it is it's like a breadcrumb trail your life, but you have to move forward. So say, for example, your inner voice is telling you to do something. In my case, it was a podcast. Okay. Do the podcast, interview people. That's all you get. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's like a, a jigsaw piece or it's like a, or a treasure hunt. Okay. So mm -hmm. your first clue says your inner voice says set up a podcast. So you go and you set up a podcast and you interview people. And then your second clue appears and the second clue. So it became then obvious. My inner voice said, now write a find and follow your purpose course. Mm -hmm. That became obvious. Every time I was on, I was interviewing somebody, that's what I was getting. And then of course I went, ah, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I to do that? Why would anyone listen to me? Right. But by this stage, I just, I'd interviewed about 50, 60 people. And actually I could see a lot of common themes between the interviews and, and then, um, just as I was starting to write my course, I got the opportunity, this chat came into my life where I could study Dharma, Chris Atwood. So I want you to think of your life as like your own little treasure hunt. Right. And you have to listen to the clues, yeah? Mm -hmm. And your clues come from your inner voice. So our job is to be quiet, is to be still, and then not ignore your inner voice. Mm -hmm. But also messages come in signs and signals from your mind, body, spirit, and emotions. So you get negative messages. It's like hot, cold, right? You know, when you did when you're a kid mm -hmm. and you, you know, you'd play that game and it's like warm, warm, yeah. cold, cold. It's a similar thing, but your body's giving you the same thing. Right. right. So when you've got resistance, when you've got backache, uh -uh, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 100%. When, when you're, Oh my God, I'm so enjoying myself. This is amazing. <laughs> Sorry for the like screeching, but you get the idea your joy is your compass right right so your joy is the direction you want to go the resistance is cold cold too far away right yeah yeah totally. i was i thought it was interesting um what was the word you used earlier uh, why me because i think a lot of people get that imposter syndrome they think well, who am I? But actually, you, you, Kitty, are one hundred percent the person. You're the, like the only kind of person that should be doing this because you've been there, you've done that, you've experienced it, you've got the empathy for people that are also going through the same thing. You've done years and years of personal development training and probably spent thousands of pounds on your own personal development. So really, by running your courses and doing your podcast, you're actually like you said earlier, find, you found your passion and you're serving others, aren't you? You're, you're sharing what you've learned already, which is, it must be so um, gratifying for you. It's wonderful, but it's not just me. 
everybody has a path. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody literally has a way that they can do this. And it's completely unique to us. So um, one of the mantras I always say is, I'm not scared I was born to do this. Um, and, that, and that's because, Polly, your part, but your job is to figure it out, sure. right? So you, you're on the breadcrumb trail, you're in the hunt, and you've got to listen. Listen to the inner voice, listen to the signs, listen to the signals, and, and just have fun with it. You know, I think that's at the end of the day, what I've really started to really now learn is know and understand is, you know, go to the things that you enjoy. And you may not be able to logically work out what the next step is, but actually when you get there when you do it you might meet this person that you never thought you'd meet before like look at how we got connected you know we we were connected ages and ages ago and now we're kind of our lives are intertwined again yeah yeah so, yeah and, and connected over something completely different so it's funny yeah. how these things come around um but I love the, the element there of making it fun because I think mm. so many of us have, have grown up with this message that you work hard at school, you get a good job, you yeah. stay in that job for the whole of your life, and then you're miserable in that job for the whole of your life because you've done, you've basically followed um, society's or the media's view of what success is, not really tuned into your own personal passions. And so, going back to your story, you look successful from the outside, but inside you're you're not doing what you were born to do, really, and you haven't been given the chance to explore what you were born to do absolutely and you'll feel it do you know what i mean you if anybody listening to this you know if you want to know if you're on track or off track how do you feel right if you feel happy and love and you love your life and it's awesome amazing fantastic if you feel frustrated if you feel stuck that's a sign that's a signal so our job is to tune in and work out where we're at and then do something about it because what often happens is we stay in victim mode or we blame other people or you know and actually that's not going to get us anywhere right. so 100% responsibility and then you then you can build from that you know you can build your dream life when you're taking responsibility for it totally totally um I think you might follow um Marie Forleo as well but I, I listened to a podcast with her on recently and she was talking about she uh, for those of you who are listening that don't know Marie Forleo um does these videos and she she starts by saying or ends no she ends by saying the world needs that special something that only you have mm. and that's something that I've sat with for quite a long time thinking what is that special thing that I have and uh, she in this particular podcast she mentioned about a lady who was making um little decorations handmade decorations who is now really really successful with her business but in the beginning she was thinking well they're just little handmade decorations who on earth is going to need these you know um but people do want them and i think we can almost put our dreams on hold because we think okay well i'm into this and it could be i don't know making pies or whatever um but who's going to want it and am i going to be a multimillionaire from doing it but it's getting getting your head around what true success is because success doesn't need to be multi-millionaire or luxury yacht in the Maldives or whatever it is it doesn't need to be that a successful happy life it, you know is it can be so much more simple as long as you feel that you're successful mm. it doesn't matter what other people are thinking I think that holds people back a, a lot as well so I love love the idea of your course and having fun and picking up on the you know looking back at 
what you already know about yourself and just piecing those bits together mm. like a treasure map it's wonderful yeah and then you're in a community of people who love and support you so mm. then it becomes so much more easier and you can share your wins you can share your breakdowns you know yeah. um and we all lift each other higher and then it's just and then it becomes fun you know it really becomes fun because you're in the same conversation and who doesn't want to create their dream life you know so usually I, I ask towards the end of, a, of a, a chat, you know, what would your advice be to somebody who's going through similar to, to what you went through? <laughs> uh, but we've kind of already covered that, haven't we? You know, get, get your community, go and look at Kitty Talk. Is, is all the Dharma information on kittytalks.com as well, or is that a separate website? I'll share all the links afterwards. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, first of all, come and join our free Facebook community because that's a really empowering, positive place to be. Um, and then the website is kittytalks.com and then do your dharma is doyourdharma.co.uk. Okay. Um, but, but, you know, if people are interested in the work that I do, listen to the podcast, it's free. You'll get the idea, you'll get the gist. I teach at the beginning and the end of the podcast to the point the things out that, you know, where this person's been successful and how. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a free Facebook community. We're just about to do a free challenge, which is all about following your highest excitement. Um, and again, we just get great results from that when people focus on what they love. It's just so basic and so simple, but it can be, have, you know, had one client or one girl manifest 10,000 pounds with a new client just because she was decided just to, you know, throw out what she thought she should be doing and do the things that she loved. Awesome. Um, yeah, so it's good. It's good fun. Well, Pity, thank you so much for um, taking the time to talk to me today. I really, really appreciate it. No, not at all. It's been a pleasure and I love what you're doing. So yes, turning bad into good. There's always, I think one more thing I'd love to say is Mm. I think, you know, if you're going through a a bad patch, you know, if you can shift your mindset to sort of say, what have I learned through this bad patch? What has, um, what have the positives been? You won't even look for them because you'll probably be in a bad, you know, lower place. Actually, if you start to shift and say, well, what did I learn? You know, my mum had a relapse recently of depression and it was quite very difficult. And, I, you know, and I looked at what the good was coming out of it. It took a while, but then I could see my family got closer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my dad had grown a lot. He'd um, expressed his emotions. So there's always good that comes out of bad. We just have to be able to look. Sure, sure. Exercising that muscle of, of looking for it, definitely. And you can practice yes. that every day. If you enjoyed this episode, please do like and share it with anyone who you feel might benefit from listening. And if you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to join me over on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook or YouTube. Just search at Be Glad Movement and you will always be welcome. And of course, I'm always looking for more stories that can help others in their time of need. So if you know anyone willing to share what they've been through, I'd love you to put us in touch. The Be Glad movement is free to listen to, but if you did want to help me raise money for the Samaritans, then please do head over to beglad.co.uk. That's beglad.co.uk and donate using the link provided. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your support because together we are stronger. So until next time, look after each other and I'll look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. With so much love, you've been listening to Pollyanna and the Be Glad movement.